0: If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. be aware that what we're stepping into is self-awareness. Self-awareness is the whole goal. There's not a weight goal. There's not a health goal. There's not a miracle goal, whatever. There's only a self-awareness goal. If you became more self-aware, then you did it right. So let's talk about what is self-awareness. Self. Awareness is simply noticing yourself with compassionate curiosity because most of the time we notice ourselves with judgment. And when we notice ourselves with judgment, that's called staying stuck. So, how many of you would say, I feel stuck? I feel stuck. Sometimes I just feel stuck. If that's you, it's likely because you are noticing yourself with judgment. Remember, judgment is the final word. So no wonder you feel stuck because you've spoken the final word over yourself and it's not yours to speak. The final word is spoken by Jesus. So if you're speaking a final word on yourself, like I'm always late, I'm always behind, I'm such a mess, I'm such a hot mess. Those are words of judgment. It's no wonder that you feel stuck. So let's get unstuck by just saying no more judgment. I'll notice myself with compassionate curiosity. You know, that's how kids notice themselves. They're like, huh, they don't call themselves names. They may call each other names, but they don't call themselves names. Really enjoy even making a mistake. They're not so hard on themselves. "Ah, I'll do better next time. You know why? Because they live in wonder. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. Say, I wonder why. I wonder why I did that. I wonder why I said that. I wonder if, I wonder if it would have turned out different if I'd done something else. I wonder if I'm really feeling something that I need to look at right now. And I wonder what. I wonder what would happen if I blah, blah, blah. So that wonder, just live in wonder. It's going to be so fun. And it's going to be so freeing. It would actually help to say, I wonder why I did that. No judgment. And then I can start noticing, oh, right? before that happened, I was worried about something. So let me look for a pattern. Maybe every time I'm worried, I reach for ice cream or, oh, I noticed that, right? I wonder why I did that. I think maybe I got my feelings hurt. Something somebody said, we just notice with compassionate curiosity. I wonder why I said that. I wonder why I did that. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And you're just kind to yourself. The way you would be kind to a child because you wouldn't tell a child that they were an idiot or that they had done something stupid. So guess what? No matter how adults treated you when you were a child, God has now made you the one in a position of authority. And you get to be the adult who treats you with kindness and compassion and curiosity. You get to treat yourselves better than any adult has ever treated you. All right, so let's dive into how your whole self works. If we know we're going to approach it with compassionate curiosity, we want to take a look at how we work. First, we got to remember God is a triune being. Two, you are a triune being, and then I'm going to have an action step for you. So God is a triune being. You already know this. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see evidence of this, just if you want a little backup of like, where do we see evidence of this in the Bible? That he is a triune being with the Father in ultimate authority. In John five nineteen, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. So did you recognize the son does nothing without the father? You also see in John 14, 26, but the advocate The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. The Father sent the Holy Spirit and he sent him in Jesus' name. So we see this concept of authority. That's important to understand our whole selves. So next, we want to remember that you are a triune being. You are spirit, soul, and body. Now, I grew up thinking that we were just a body and soul. I grew up not fully understanding that I was a triune being made in the image of God who is a triune being. So if this is kind of a new thought of like, yeah, I kind of use spirit and soul interchangeably. I thought we were like physical and spiritual. So spirit and soul is kind of interchangeable. Well, let me give you a new way of thinking of yourself as a triune being. It's going to free you. It's going to be so helpful. We see this pattern to understand a human being. The spirit, your spirit is an authority. This is your spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Your spirit is in authority over your soul and your soul is an authority over your body. doesn't mean that the body is less important. It just means that that's the hierarchy. It's kind of like in a home, the husband is ahead of the wife and the children are under them both. doesn't mean the children are not important just means God put a holy hierarchy in place. We see this triune concept in First Thessalonians 5, 23. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you're thinking, okay, so what is the difference between spirit and soul? Your spirit is a part of you that came when Christ redeemed you. The soul part of you, Is the part of you that just interprets everything? Interprets everything. It's got three parts: your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you may have thought, okay, so I get it. I'm interpreting life. I'm. interpreting everything through my mind, will, and emotions. Every circumstance, the heat outside my window, I'm interpreting it through my mind, will, and emotions. The cat that scratched my leg, I'm interpreting it through my mind, will, and emotions. Even the ice cream that I eat, I'm interpreting it through my mind, will, and emotions, right? So what does each one of those things produce? It's good to know that your mind produces thoughts, your will produces desires, and your emotions produce feelings. You get to be aware. I'm having a thought right now that's coming from my mind. I'm having a feeling right now. I'm feeling a feeling right now that's coming from my emotions. I have a desire right now that's coming from my will. Okay, so what does the body produce then? The body produces actions. That's how we see your thoughts, your desires, and your feelings. Your thoughts, desires, and feelings are all bundled up inside. The only time we see them are when they come out in actions from the body. And the spirit will live forever. The spirit will live forever. It's already redeemed. God's going to redeem your soul and your body as well on the last day when he comes. But until then, it's just flesh. It's just your flesh. Sometimes the Bible calls it human nature, but it's flesh. So here's the thing. Sometimes we put our flesh above our spirit, but it doesn't have to be that way. Galatians 5, 7 through 8 says, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. A person reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So we get death or life. Now you might be thinking, okay, like I'm sowing to please my flesh all the time. I'm giving my body what it wants. I'm giving my thoughts what they want. I'm giving like my feelings what they want. I'm giving my desires what they want. I mean, that's the only way I know how to live. You know how to live another way. It's just takes some effort. takes some fruit of the Holy Spirit to, to live a different way. Here's our hope. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. So guess what? The word of God will divide your soul down there in your flesh and the spirit. Why do you need that division? Why do you need the word of God? Because there's a difference between what is true and what is truth. Your soul only knows how to interpret what is true. Your spirit knows how to interpret what is true. You may say, what's the difference between true and truth? Well, today I'm 49 years old. Next year, that will no longer be true, right? Today, I have brown hair. About three years ago, that was not true. I dyed it black. True, what is true is temporal It's attached to time. You're not the same age today as you will be next year. Your hair may not be the same color as it was five years ago. Maybe you have a pet in your home that you didn't have last week. Maybe your air conditioner works today and it didn't yesterday. All of those, the the things that are true are temporal. You may like tomatoes, whereas when you were four, you did not. It wasn't true. If somebody said, do you like tomatoes? Nope, I do not. What is true is attached to time. It's, it's what we perceive with our soul. What is truth never changes. Jesus loves you. That is truth that never changes. Jesus has saved us from our sins. That is truth that never changes. I kind of believe that I'm stuck. Is that true or is that truth? I'm stuck. Today I'm stuck. Is that true? Because your body and your soul are like, yeah, that's true. You're so stuck they are like, it feels true. It seems true. I think it's true, but is it truth? And that spirit, that sword goes and disconnects you from the thing that's holding you back. Because sometimes what is true holds you back. Today, you may be stuck, but tomorrow you won't be. Because what is truth is that you can do all things through him. All things. What is impossible for man is possible with God. That's true. That's true. Outwardly, you're wasting away, but inwardly, you're being renewed day by day. That's truth. So this is what we need and what we will be coming back to again and again. But it's okay if certain things feel true for now. Just recognize it can be true, but you're going to hold on to truth. Beautiful scripture. to the power of acknowledging the difference between our spirit and our flesh. Romans 8. 11 through 12. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body because of his spirit that lives in you. Pause. Do you see that? If you have the Holy Spirit living in you, he will give life to your flesh. He will give life to your body because he's living in your body. He's living in your soul. So it's not like, oh, I'm flesh and just thrown on the trash heap. He's like, no, that's where I live. And because I'm in you, I'm going to give life to your flesh. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh and to live according to it. Your obligation is not to the flesh. and My obligation is not to the flesh. And sometimes the urge to do certain things like scream at somebody or hustle away and slam the door or whatever it is. Sometimes that urge that's coming from the flesh is really hard to resist, but we don't have an obligation to our flesh. We don't have to obey it because we know we got to look at ourselves with some compassionate curiosity and start to wonder, hey, why am I obeying my flesh when I have no obligation to? Your action step. But everything begins with a decision. Everything. So don't skip this step. Don't skip this step. Here's why. The data will get in line with your decision. Everything that you're curious about and you're like, hmm, look at that, I I did this thing. I, I reacted in a way I didn't want to. I That's all data, it's just data. You're just taking notes on yourself. You're noticing yourself and your behaviors and all of it's just data. Well, the data will start getting in line with your decision. If you never make a decision, then you'll be collecting a lot of data that doesn't mean anything. You'll not be able to tell whether you're feeling better or not whether you're feeling guilt or if that's getting better, if you're feeling that anxiety and, and frustration, or if that's getting better over time, we're going to be noticing, noticing, noticing. But you have to begin with a decision. For some of you, this decision may sound like I can take my thoughts captive. I have decided to start taking my thoughts captive. I have decided to stop being a victim. I have decided to let go of the past. I have decided to be free to become who God says I am. I have decided to answer the calling and dream that has always been on my heart. You can write all of those things down. Look, one of mine says, I have decided to love what's best for me. That's a game changer right there. Because a lot of times I just unintentionally, accidentally love what's not best for me. Like scrolling on my phone for way too long. That's not best for me. And I know it's not, if, especially if it's like just unhindered. It's not best for me. I've decided to love what's best for me. Sometimes I don't enjoy my work. Like I just decide I don't like this. I wrote out, I've decided to enjoy my work and on and on. So, and here's another one. I've I've decided to write 25 books. Like that's a big dream. I've decided that I've written six so far, but but I want to go bigger. I want more. I have a lot of ideas. So I've decided I'm going to do that. Well, the data is going to get in line with the decision. I'll I'll end up putting that in my belief plan along the way every day or every couple of days. So begin with your decision. That's your action step today. Because over the next 13 weeks, your data is going to get in line with whatever decision you've written down. Your spirit is the one that's deciding it and your soul and your body will come into alignment. But if you never make a decision, then we don't even know where we're headed. So let's put in the GPS coordinate of where you wanna go. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears Making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.